Welcome to the Financial Dads Podcast with Paul Fagan and Jody Fisher. This is the podcast for all dads who want to succeed with life's topics, especially related to family and finances. And here's my dad, Paul Fagan. Hey, Jody, how you doing? Hello, Paul. How are you? I'm doing well. Fantastic. Um, it's funny. It, see, it feels like the last several episodes, um, we hadn't had a chance to catch up. We've had some guests, which has been rare. But we've had a run of guests, so we haven't been able to catch up on some stuff. And uh, I actually put a little list together of a few catch-up items that I wanted to kind of call out because I think they'd be helpful for the audience. Um, the first one was um, I needed a new garbage disposal. Do you have one of these in your house? We do not. We do not okay. have the garbage disposal. I have this uh, – somewhere I saw a movie where someone stuck their hand down the garbage <laughs> disposal. And ever since then, I'm like, no, I'm not having that in my house. Mm. Yeah, I, I, it's funny you say that because every time I'm going fishing around for the fork that falls into the garbage disposal, I'm making sure the power's off and all these different things, right? No. But, <laughs> but the short story was on it that the disposal stopped working. I did my YouTube troubleshooting uh, like our friend Paul Becker would do uh, or you would do, right? And I figured out it was the switch on top. And um, it's funny. I, I was fishing around on it and, and, the, and I – it's you know I felt like the switch was probably there was something wrong because like the rubber piece came off of my hand and stuff like that. So long story short, I call the plumber. I get my plumber over here to do the job. Um, very expensive because he doesn't replace the switch. He replaces the whole disposal. Right. His his mantra was, well, it's old. It's out of warranty. You might as well get a new one. Right. And the new one cost me you know buku bucks to get the new one. Right. And, you know, it comes back to the, the fact that we've always talked about. You have to know your, your, your position when it comes to fixing these things. Now, I look underneath the garbage disposal, you know, underneath the cabinet in the kitchen. There's electrical hooked up to this thing. There's pipes hooked up to this thing. It's attached to my sink. It's like, it's like I'm not touching this. Like, I don't have that within me to go do that type of work. So that's the kind of job that I definitely need to outsource. I don't know if you've ever come across those types of jobs, Jody. I come across them all the time. 90% of the time I dive in. Occasionally I will say, "Nah, this is a the the one the one thing my thing is engines. I don't I don't engines and I don't speak the same language." Mm. <laughs> so whether that's a lawnmower or a, you know, you name it. I I just don't I don't have it in me. I'll do anything else. And I would have come over and helped you with your garbage disposal for sure because I don't mind that. I've done my dishwasher. It's got to be it's got to be similar, right? You know, electrical and, and water, and it's all good. Oh, I, I um, wish you lived closer. I, I would love – that would have been great, and I appreciate I that. You bet. You know, but as I'm paying the plumber, I'm writing the check out to the plumber, you know, part of me is like, ah, oh, this is really expensive. But part of me is like, ah, oh, I still have my fingers. So, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I had to write the check, right? So I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll go for it, and I, I just got it done. I just closed my eyes and got it done. The second one. And now, if, and now, if it breaks, you can tell your wife to blame the plumber. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And, and I know we're getting off on another tangent here, but this was another interesting one. Me and my mom, or my mom and I, um, had similar issues with our credit card companies. Um, I had uh, worked with the credit card company to reverse a charge for services not rendered. My mother did the same, and everything looked good. Until it wasn't. Um, so what wound up happening was, um, you know, they reversed the, the, the money on my credit card right away. From, in my case, it was $300. And then 
all of a sudden, like 60 days later, they put the charge back on because the vendor disputed the charge and won. And I called the credit card company and I said, you got to explain this to me like I'm five. I paid $300 for a service and I didn't get the service. So what am I missing here? Right. And my mother had a very similar situation. So I just kind of buyer beware that you really have to um, not bank that money until you could bank that money. Um, for me, it wasn't a big issue. For my mom, it was somewhat of an issue. And I don't want to go into detail, but it was an issue that they reversed the charge on her. And she's starting to, um, at this point, um, you know, go back and forth with the credit card company. And I'm helping her out a little bit, trying to guide her. But I was kind of surprised. I never had that happen to me before, Jody. And my credit card company from my $300 charge made me whole. But the company that robbed me, they got away with it. Because my car credit card company wound up eating the $300 because I'm a good customer. It was That's amazing interesting. to me. So. I, I, I'm, ass I'm assuming you know the vendor. Like this wasn't some kind of fraud or scam. That Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know the vendor, um, not personally, but it was a service that I was using through my kid's school. And, um, you know, I, I did what I can to make the uh, the right people in the school know what happened. Um, but in the end of the day, you know, part of me wanted to, you know, uh, get every email address for every parent in the school and do an email blast and CC the company that robbed me. <laughs> But oh, I you're, said, wait, wait, you're you're not one of those parents that does that in your district. We have them in ours. <laughs> I was very close, Jody. I'm not one of those people, but I was so close because it aggravated me. It really aggravated me. I don't like to pay for something and not get it, and then they get away with it. That's not fair. Whether and especially whether it was me or my mom, right? I don't like to see it happen to my mom, but I don't like to see it happen to me. So I, I guess the, and I know we're getting off tangent. We've spent five, six minutes already before even getting to the news stories. Uh, but you know, when it comes to reversal of, of, uh, charges on your credit card, uh, you gotta be, it was the first time it happened, Jody. I've, we've always touted that you buy or you use a credit card for protection. And in some cases it's, it's not as easy as I thought it used to be. I don't know if it's changed, but I, two instances in a short amount of time where the credit card protection didn't really protect as well as it should have. Yeah. That also sounds like it's a problem with the vendor even more so than with the credit card company and they i'm not defending the credit card company but it it's it almost sounds like they're caught in the middle mm. and you've got two sides pulling on them back and forth back and forth yep. i agree that i think the benefit of the doubt always goes to the card holder and not the vendor uh and it seems like it did in this case but um yeah what a weird what a weird situation you, you know i said the same thing to them on the call jody with the credit card company i said i know it's not you folks it's not you folks Right. I was I know it's the vendor in my mother's case. It's a, a different vendor um, for her situation. And, and we're working through those details. And the credit card company is helpful. I guess what I meant to say was don't think it's a slam dunk deal. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. That there still might be some legwork that you have to do in follow ups. So if you dispute a charge, just don't think the credit card company wipes away and it's gone. It could easily reappear. So I'm just that's just a, a, a word to the uh, just a, a public service announcement from the financial dads. <laughs> so well, and, let's, and let's do the side note too, there, Paul. Good on you for catching that charge. Um, so, you know, going through your statement, taking a look at every single charge and noticing that at all. 
because I think there are some people who might be a little bit lazier with their finances who just get the credit card bill or the whatever bill, look at the number at the bottom and pay it. You know, oh. it's it's kind of like looking at the uh, it's kind of like looking at the uh, back when we went to restaurants. It's uh, <laughs> it's kind of like looking at the itemized bill you get, you know, after your meal and like, wait a minute, I didn't get the uh, extra large order of blah, blah, blah. You know, take that off my bill, that kind of thing. That's so good gr- on you. Good on you for looking at it. Great call out because that's exactly what happened. They, it snuck on back onto the like it, it was it was innocuous like you look at the yeah, is that the yeah, right word right. that i use the right word maybe not but yeah. it, it just yeah. showed up and it just sneaky just snuck back on oh we're reversing the credit i'm like wait a minute you know and, and because to your point we both look at our statements so I, all all this types of financial literature we get every month or whether it's digital or in the mail we look at it and and make sure that things tie out so great call out on that um We'll jump into the topics, uh, or I should talk about the topic. Today's topic is assembling a winning financial team, having the right people in your corner to help you build your financial future. But first, let's talk about some news we saw this past week. The first news story is from Bloomberg Wealth. Uh, The modern experts are throwing out the old rules for managing money. Four up-and-coming publishing titans are writing the new playbooks for personal finance. I read this article... And the first thing I thought of, Jody, was we're not on this list. I don't know why. But uh, but no, <laughs> in all seriousness. We haven't written a book yet. That's right. That's right. Um, I did like the talking points that were in here. I'm going to hit upon the themes. and I'll let the audience read the article because I think it was a great article. And I think some great people to follow, listen to their podcasts, buy their materials um, from what I've seen so far. Uh, but the themes were pretty common. They were around frugality, leveraging technology, investing. And, and I have not heard of some of these people, Jody, but Jody, before the podcast, we talked and you said you had heard of one of these folks and, and yep. listened a little bit to their podcast. So I'm interested in your um, point of view on this story. Yeah, I, I, uh, I have a tendency to watch a bit of YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you, like anything else, you know, YouTube can be great if you use it properly. You know, if you actually actively subscribe to the channels you like to subscribe to and you sort of curate what's coming across your transom a little bit, you'll actually get some really, really good content. Broke Millennial is one of those. Uh, I think she's got a terrific YouTube channel in addition to everything else she does. But overall, uh, you hit it, Paul. This is a terrific article. Lots of great nuggets and takeaways inside of all uh, of the advice that these people are doling out. I think the, the overarching thing that I came away with from this piece, and you can read it when it's posted on our Facebook page, is that the old rules of financial uh, management and money management are out. Hmm. And we need to, you need to build new ones that are going to work for you. A good example is uh, what uh, what Erin Lowry, the broke millennial in here says. She says, typically you talk about a, a $1,000 emergency fund, and we've talked about that as well. She says that really that $1,000 is out. It's not $1,000 anymore. You need to have one month's worth of expenses Mm. saved in your emergency fund. And she might have been conflating and confusing the initial emergency fund with the long-term emergency fund. But I thought the point was well taken in that, you know, even as you're getting started, um, that $1,000 may not cover it anymore, right? In the new world that we live in. It's, it's probably more than $1,000. So um, lots of great points in here. Read the article. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, the second story is from the McDowell News. 
Um, I love when we find these obscure uh, websites that have these news stories. Um, it was an interesting one. I thought it was kind of uh, um, kind of boilerplate, good advice, good solid advice. It's four steps to becoming a 401k millionaire. And what I liked about it was it focused on all the key attributes uh, that you need in terms of um, you know savings and starting early and all these different pieces um, that we always tout, Jody. Right? We always talk about stuff over and over again in terms of you know start early, always contribute enough to claim your full employer match, invest aggressively, especially in your early years. Try to be you know seventy five percent equities. Uh, 25 percent uh you know f fixed income and and f you know avoid paying excessive fees right which is a hard one to do because depending upon your 401k provider you may not have many choices over that it does tell you to stick with index funds which probably have the the least amount of fees um in terms of the managed mutual funds um but jody what was your take on this article well i'm going to call the folks at the mcdowell news and marry in north carolina paul and let them know that you think they're obscure but <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Mary. No, that's, right, that's okay. That's okay. We're just—it's all in good fun. Uh, good article here. Four steps to becoming a 401k millionaire. Um, you know what? Regardless of investing, uh, you know, and what you do and how you do it, and uh, the only thing I'll say about investing is please don't t try to time the market unless you are a uh, professional money manager like our financial superhero is. That's right. Um, you know, two two things to know about how to save money. Right. One. Um, save as much as you can, as early as you can, uh, and two, time is your friend. Um, make it part of your regular uh, budget plan to put money aside, even if it's just going into a good old-fashioned savings account. Um, put it somewhere where it's going to build and build and build, and then you know, in, engage the, uh, the services of someone who knows a little bit more about money than you do, and get their advice on how you can appropriately um, invest your money so that it builds to to as big as you can. But you know, number one, just start doing it. And number two, use time as your friend because time helps you uh, helps you build up a bigger a bigger mountain of, of cash. Very cool, very cool. And this leads into the topic this week. And before we start that, there's one thing I neglected to say was I think the therapy session that we both had with Marcy Axelrod last week worked out because I wound up actually uh, pulling the trigger and and right after we got off the our podcast taping I bought two mutual funds in my non-retirement accounts look at you so I did it I actually did it I went ahead and and last night I bought another I made another purchase of some additional funds oh, in boy. that same account so I'm starting to get more comfortable with investing outside of my retirement fund. So regular Gordon Gecko. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you wouldn't believe the amounts. They're pitiful. But but at the end of the day, I started. So I'm going to hopefully stay tuned. I'll keep everyone posted on that. Uh, but I just, you know, I made I made some simple investments into a tech fund and a uh, S&P 500 index fund, right? Just two very simple vanilla plays, right? Uh, low cost, low fee um, investments. So, you know, I hopefully let's see how it goes. We'll I'll keep everyone posted. But this was a great tie-in to uh, onto our weekly topic, assembling a winning financial team, having the right people in your corner to help you build your financial future. And for me, um, I think I've done a pretty good job around this, Jody, and we've talked about it in the past, about having the right lawyer, the right accountant, right? But I think there's other 
um, uh, uh, winning financial team members that you that we probably didn't touch upon as much, and that's around having the right doctor. I know it sounds crazy, but what? Like you need a good doctor to make sure you're healthy so you can earn the money to be financially fit. Um, you know, mortgage brokers, personal trainers, uh, real estate agents, um, financial advisors, you know, insurance agents, right? There's a you know, good handyman, plumbers and electricians. So I think I've done a pretty good job of assembling my contacts uh, around this. I used to say, I guess we used to say Rolodex, but that's that's done. People listening to this podcast, only a few will remember what a Rolodex is. But, you know, I have all these names and numbers of my winning financial team kind of at my fingertips, uh, ready to go when I need to uh, pull a lever and, and figure out an issue, whether it's a tax issue or what do I invest in or my leg hurts, doc, how do I fix it? Um, I need more insurance. Jody, what's your... Um, uh, situation when it comes to assembling a good winning financial team? Well, I think the first thing you got to do, uh, those are all great um, things that we can talk about, Paul. I think the first member of your winning financial team is the person you're married to or the person ah, you share, share your life with. Good call if, out. If you are not on the same page together, you're never going to win. Never, ever going to win. Um, you've got to agree on as much as possible. <laughs> I was about to say everything, but, <laughs> but as much as possible. And certainly when it comes down to how you spend your money. Um, and, uh, you know, because if you don't, you know, one person's going to go be going in their direction and you're going to be going in the other direction. And, and that budget spreadsheet is, is never even going to get written down, much less get executed, uh, and much less win with money. So you've got to be on the same page with, your husband, your wife, your partner, whoever that person is in your life. And, you know, by extension, your kids, too. I mean, you know, our kids, Paul, are are old enough now where we are having money discussions with them. Um, you know, and it's, you know, mom and dad, I want this. I want that. Can we get this? Can we get that? That kind of thing. You know, having discussions with them about and I do this, you know, on the on the regular. It's like, hey, dad, can we go to the store and get a candy bar? Um, now my reaction is, you know, one, okay, a candy bar is cheap. I don't have to go to the mat on a candy bar. However, I'll pick moments where I go, you know what? A candy bar isn't in the budget this week. We're not going to get a candy bar today. And besides there's plenty of candy at home, so you can just go grab that. But you know, that's an overly simplistic, um, explanation. Um, but I, I think that's the first thing about assembling that winning team is making sure that everyone in your house is on the same page. That's very insightful. That didn't even occur to me as we were putting together uh, kind of our notes for this week. Um, and a great call out. Yeah, you have to start at the core, right? And I, I have to say that my wife is part of, we're a winning team, I think. Uh, we both, um, what's the word I used to use? You know, pulling the wagon. We're pulling the wagon uphill together, right? So she's not sitting in the wagon while I'm pulling or vice versa. We're both pulling that wagon up the hill together. And in some cases, my kids are helping us pull that wagon up the hill, right? So it's not, it's well, as a team long as effort. Not, as long as they're not sitting in it and watching you pull. <laughs> or dragging you back, right? Uh, I, I, I know of situations of families where the dysfunction kicks in and there's no winning team, right? And that happens, right? And that's unfortunate that that type of thing happens um, when, it, when it comes to a, a building that financially winning team. I think when you start getting outside of the core, I think the fundamentals that we all talk about is having a good lawyer, to do wills and estate planning, any legal issues, a good financial advisor to help you with your investments, uh, both retirement and non-retirement, and a good accountant. 
would you agree that that's kind of the second layer outside of the core team is kind of a lawyer, financial advisor, and accountant? Oh, yeah, for sure. Anyone who actually touches your money, touches your mm. spreadsheet, touches your you know, tax return. Um, absolutely. Yeah. And and uh, I spend a couple of bucks every year. You know, our, our taxes are as plain vanilla as you can possibly get. Right. I could probably fill them out myself. But I sit down with my um, financial advisor, who is also my accountant every year, um, you know, and it takes about 30 minutes to do them. But we do them. We walk through it. He gets to, you know, see the whole picture. Um, he gets to help me uh, understand what we're doing and, you know, all the deductions. We have the conversation. And so so that absolutely happens. And it's probably money that I don't need to spend, like I said, um, but I spend it anyway because then it's done. It gets done. And I know it's done right. Um, same thing with the financial uh, advisor. Um, at, when you get to the point where you're actually making investments, and I think, Paul, you and I are long past the point where we needed to start making investments for retirement and college and all kinds of things like that beyond a, you know, a cash savings account. Um, you've got to seek out someone who has more knowledge than you. It's like anything else, right? If, if you're doing something that is beyond, we talked about the engines, right, earlier, Paul, mm -hmm. in, the, in the podcast, you know, if you're doing something that's beyond your ability to do it and do it well, and sort of have a better than uh, I'm going to make up a number 75 80% knowledge of what you're doing understanding you always might make mistakes um if it's beyond your ability to do it well ask somebody else <laughs> just get somebody else um cuz if you if you screw this up um you're going to pay for it later and it could be a big pay and it could be a little pay but you're going to pay for it later if you don't do it right so so get some help yeah, totally agree. And when it comes to these specialists, I sort of see them as, like you said, you, you kind of use them almost like in a doctor scenario. You're seeing them once a year or twice a year for your general checkup, whether it's your financial advisor looking and balancing your portfolio or your accountant doing your taxes or an attorney looking at your wills and estates to make sure they're up to date. You also may have to call on them for, you know, quote unquote, emergency situations where something comes up and you need a lawyer to look over some documents for you, right? Something unexpected or a financial advisor, you, you hear about some stock or something's going on in the markets that you're not comfortable with, you need to be able to phone that person to figure out what's going on. You know, should I be worried about the turmoil with everything going on? And, and the same thing for the accountant, right, where you might get hit with a notice in the mail for an audit, then you really need to make sure you have an accountant that you can rely upon that you just not see once a year, but someone that you could, you know, pull a lever Call that person. Hey, I got this notice. What are we going to do? Don't worry, Paul. We're going to take care of it with together. Right. And that's what you want. You want that team player. You want somebody you're building that relationship with. Um, I think when you start getting outside of the circle of the core three, then there's other types of business relationships that I think are good to have as well. And I think I'm going to just kind of roll through some of them. A real estate agent, mortgage broker, um, I think uh, insurance agent. Those are kind of the three that come to mind. Um, Jody, what's your take when it comes to having um, an insurance agent or a mortgage broker or a, a real estate agent that you could, you know, reach out to and have a relationship with when you need them? Yeah, I think it's it's absolutely essential when you're doing those things that require the services of that type of a professional. Um, the other one I think I would call out in there, you called it out earlier, Paul, was was the doctor. I think a doctor, a good doctor, is is inside that tight circle. Now, 
you to say, well, the doctor doesn't do your taxes. The doctor doesn't advise you on your investments. Um, but as you said, Paul, earlier, and we've talked about this in other podcasts, um, you know, your health will impact your finances, whether it's, as you said, being able to get up, you know, out of bed every day and, and go earn the money that you do, or it's how your health impacts um, your medical bills. You know, um, you know, a small problem can grow into a larger problem that can also create financial hardship or even when you're taking out life insurance, the your your relative health will affect how much you pay for life insurance. And so having a good doctor who's able to um, keep you healthy, encourage you to get healthier um, and 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 be the best and healthiest person that you can be, I think is really essential to your overall well-being, including your your financial health. Um, you know, I earlier earlier this year, I was actually in the doctor's office for an unexpected reason. Uh, it was not life threatening, but an unexpected reason. It wasn't the annual physical. Um, and uh, took care of that. And in the meantime, he said, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're here. You want to do the annual physical. And I said, well, not really. Um, you know, and, he, and he looked at my, my chart in his computer and he goes, oh, wait a minute. Your weight is way up. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to lose some weight and then you're going to come back to me. We're going to do your physical. And I've actually in the past couple of months, I've actually lost a bit of that weight. So uh, um, having that sort of encouragement, you know, sort of that human encouragement is not just an antiseptic doctor that kind of stands there and takes your pulse and, you know, everything else. Um, it's someone who encourages you, um, who who um, walks you through kind of being the best person from a health perspective that you can be um, is, is really, I think, an essential part of overall part of, of your your whole picture as a person, including your finances. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I would also throw dentist in there as well as with the doctor, because I, I know for and building that personal relationship, I know with my dentist, um, I have his mobile number. I've had issues where I have a problem on a Sunday night and I could tell you uh, in one instance he met me at his office on Sunday night um, and which I thought was you know pretty incredible right so I think it's building those personal relationships with your doctor and your dentist uh, if you can right obviously I think in some cases you can't but in some cases you can and it also leads to um, having a personal relationship when I say personal more than just the 1-800 number that you call. So a lot of people will dispute this and say, yeah, you don't need an insurance agent. You go to the website, you buy your insurance, uh, you go and uh, you know you want to find a, you look at a house online, you go visit it, you see the, the agent that's there, um, you know that type of thing, or mortgage broker. I could tell you that in my experience, um, especially when it came to like insurance, I use an insurance agent for my auto. I use a separate insurance company for my life insurance um, and probably those folks out there listening will probably say you should be consolidating into one insurance company to get the best rates and and maybe I should have in years past but this is just circumstance at this point my uh, my the, my auto insurance provider um, helped me out a long long time ago when I had problems getting insurance when I was a young kid and getting into accidents and he kept me insured. So I stuck with him. And you want to know something? When I've had issues over the years, I don't call the 800 number first and get the runaround. I call his office and he helps, right? So I think building those relationships with the right people is helpful. Same thing happened with my father, um, you know, with term life insurance, um, you were able, you know, you could buy it online, right? It's very, uh, 
very cold. You know, you just go in, very type in your stuff, they'll send you the policies, etc. Uh, my parents actually went through an insurance agent when my uh, to buy their term insurance, and it was cheap insurance. But when the time came and my father passed, my mother gave me the number for the insurance guy, and I called him up, and he was like the nicest guy ever. You know, oh, I met your dad. I'm so sorry to hear. Like, you're not gonna like. It's a personal touch that you're not going to get all the time with the 800 numbers. And are you going to pay a little bit more? Maybe not. Maybe you're paying the same. I don't know. Um, but this has just been my personal experience, Jody, is having that personal relationship with some of these other providers that you normally wouldn't have a personal relationship with. Do you have any experiences like that, Jody, in terms of your insurance agent or real estate agent or anybody like that? Or how do you approach those types of services? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think we all we all develop those relationships over time, right? When you go to buy that house, you're going to interface with those professionals. When you go to buy uh, insurance, you're going to interface with those professionals. And to your point, Paul, um, speaking with a human being who you know, who lives in your area, who you can call up directly, uh, is far better than the the customer service number. Um, it may be convenient, you know, especially when you're talking about something like you know car insurance, where you got to file a claim once every, you know, blue moon or whatever. Um, but but when it when it comes to those things that are just a little more complicated, um, and have a little more nuance. And maybe you even need a little more guidance on, you know, it's not black and white, like here's the thing, fill out the form, okay, get the, th you know, it's it's sort of walking you through it and, and educating you and sort of having that, um, you know, to borrow a phrase, that heart of a teacher kind of a thing uh, to make sure that uh, that you understand it, that you're making the right decision. And also that the person isn't telling you what to do, but sort of educating you what to do um, and allowing you to make the decision that you feel is right for you. Um, I think that's really important, too, as opposed to, again, the customer service 1-800. Well, you know, here's what you need to do. Um, well, what if I don't want to do that? Well, you don't have any options too bad. And, and they're just reading off a script, right? Mm. They're sitting in a call center reading off a script. Yeah. So, so, yeah, having that personal relationship, very important. Yep. Absolutely. And and talking about personal relationships, I've never had one, but another one, and I know we're putting these all these different cast of characters into the winning team. But I think it all kind of ties together because good health leads to good finances. I think we've talked about that before on prior podcasts with eating well and taking care of yourself because you need to fuel the body that is earning you the money to be sustainable in this life, right? So health is very important. Um, on a personal note, uh, when it comes to personal trainers, I've never had one. I've thought about getting a personal trainer. I know that's an odd uh, uh, character to throw into this list, but I thought it was appropriate to throw a personal trainer in. Um, I haven't had a need for one, but uh, I have friends that are personal trainers, um, and and maybe I should have a personal trainer. Jody, what is your take when it comes to personal trainers as part of that winning team? I think two things. I think they're they're like any other professional. They have a degree of knowledge that you don't. And if you want to go deeper into that area, I think you need to access the knowledge and the experience and the uh, uh, of of someone who who has um, that knowledge to pass along to you. Um, two, I think that um, a personal trainer um, or any other professional, and let's just, we're sticking to health here, anything you do in the area of health that nourishes you, that um, makes you wanna jump out of bed in the morning, that makes you happier, um, you know, granted sometimes working out can be, <laughs> can be like, oh, I don't wanna do this again. But, um, but, but you know, being healthy, being active, um, 
having a lifestyle that makes you a healthier person um, is is going to make you a better all around person in general. And that'll make you that'll give you the fuel to take on your day, whether it's going to the job and earning the money, whether it's managing your budget spreadsheet at home, whether it's working, um, you know, enjoying your family life and, and, and the relationships that you have inside your home with your wife and your kids. Um, anything that nourishes you uh, is a good thing. Um, and, and, and personal trainers fall into that category for me. Very cool. Very cool. I don't, I, have, I don't have one, but I've had ones in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had good experiences with them and they've always elevated my experience at the gym, uh, when I've gone to the gym. Um, and now I feel like I have a personal trainer, you know, you and I use the Peloton at home, Paul. Yes. Um, I feel like I have something of a personal trainer there at home. And I, and I don't think that if I, I don't think I would get on that bike every morning and ride the way I do if I didn't have that screen there with someone talking back to me. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I, I don't think I would do it. I just would be like, oh, whatever. I'm going to sleep in this morning. That is very interesting because, and not to get off on a tangent, but we will a little bit. So on my screen, Jody, my new habit has been I, I run the ride, I turn the volume all the way down, and I watch TV while I ride. You do something else, yeah. I do something else. And and, and I think it just works for me. And, and just, you know, just like personal finance or personal health, it's very personal, right? So um, everyone has a different method for for making sure that they get through whatever they need to do, um, whether it's working out or your financials. So, you know, it, that's another thing to keep in mind is making sure that, you know, it is personalized, right? And there's no right or wrong, typically, right? It's whatever works best for you is probably the way to go. Um, the last category of the financial winning team I wanted to touch upon, and we've talked about this extensively over many podcasts, is having a good handyman. A uh, good landscaper, if you don't like to cut your own lawn, a good plumber, a good electrician, a good auto mechanic. All these services and all these needs that if you own a car and you own a home, boy, they're going to come in very handy. And I don't know what your take is on them, Jody, but um, I'm going to antiquate myself. I have a strong Rolodex of people that are my go-to uh, people. I have my plumber. I have my electrician. I have our auto mechanic. I have a good handyman. I know what my, you know, I have a good landscaper. And, and it took me time with some mistakes to assemble that team, um, you know, especially the landscaper front. Um, you know, uh, my first landscaper was, and, and I had, I'm actually on my third landscaper. Man, first world problems, right? I, I, I'm, it's just, it's awful. But over the years, I, I've, I've had um, different people cutting my lawn. I don't want to say landscape because not really landscaping anything here, Jody. They're cutting the lawn. That's that's what they do. Cutting lawn, weed whacking, cleaning up, and leaving. It's a it's a twenty minute job, and I'm on my third and hopefully my last landscaper choice because the first two just for whatever reason I had I had different problems with them right and just wasn't working out. So it took me a while to assemble this team. But when it comes to my plumber, um, and I'll, I'll throw in a quick story about my plumber. I talked about it at the top of the podcast. Um, when the disposal was put in and I called them and they called me back and I got the price, I was fine with, with what they told me. And the reason why I say that is because I think it was a few years ago on Christmas Eve, I had a problem in my basement. So around noontime, a water started backing up in my basement on Christmas Eve. And I called the plumber service and 10 minutes later, someone from the office calls me back 
and within a half hour, someone's over my house on Christmas Eve, one one thirty, resolving the issue. And this was a reasonably sized uh, plumbing company, maybe 22, 25 people work at this company. The person that came to my house was the owner of the company, right? And I and I asked him, and I and I didn't never met him. I only heard him on the phone. And I said, "Hey, aren't you so and so?" He's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "What are you doing here? I've only talked to you on the phone." He goes, "He goes, I sent all the guys home." He goes, "What am I gonna do? You're a customer. I got to get over here." That's why I have a Rolodex with the right people in it, right? Because I know if I have a problem with my electrical, or I have a problem with my plumbing. Or my car has a problem. I have an auto mechanic. I call the the place where we take uh, my wife's car and and soon to be my car when it's out of warranty with the dealer. Um, I go there, right? Because I have a relationship. I could call Tom and say, hey, Tom, you know, my wife's car, blah, 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 blah. Okay, Paul, bring it over. Leave the keys under the mat. Uh, We'll call you, you know, or we'll drop the car off, whatever you want. Whatever, that's what you need. And at least for me, uh, some people will nickel and dime and dispute well i could get this plumber you know two hundred dollars cheaper or fifty dollars cheaper because i found them on craigslist or i found them on this or whatever and i'm like man you really have to be so careful because you never know what you're gonna typically you get what you pay for and i like to think that the team that i have really does a good job of being responsive uh does the job fixes it once and then you don't have to bring it back or in terms of a car or if the plumbing's done it's done is there's no leaks it's all hooked up properly. Um, there's no callbacks, as they say, right? You don't have to call them back to fix it again because they've been there the first time. So that's why my winning team, it took me a long time to assemble. But I'm pretty happy with my all-star lineup when it comes to plumbers, electricians, auto mechanics. I know I went off on a rant there, Jody. But what's your take when it comes to having that assembled team of those folks that help you around the house or with your car? Well, my, my handyman lives in my mirror. <laughs> And so whenever I need my handyman, I just go in the bathroom and I look in the mirror and I talk to him. Mm. Uh, <laughs> You're like Paul Becker. You're like our buddy, Paul. Yep. Uh, totally yeah, totally get I mean, it. I, and, that, and I'm not trying to say that I'm so great at everything. In fact, the only reason that I've, I've got to the point where I am is because, um, one, I'm cheap when it comes to that stuff. <laughs> and, and two, I want things done on my timetable and my schedule. I don't want to make an appointment for three weeks from now to come over and do the thing that, you know, I need to get done. I just, I'll teach myself, you know, and YouTube is a great resource. Here we go back to YouTube again, but it's a great resource. I mean, you can get on there and you can say, Oh, that's how I do that thing. Oh, that's easy. I can do that. Um, there are few things, like I said, uh, engines being one of them, but there are a few things where I actually will call, a professional to fix something um, in my house that breaks or to do something um, that I need to get done. I just, I go and I do it. Um, and I learn something in the process and I have a good time. I may take three times as long as a professional would take to do it, but I'm also paying 25% of what I would pay a professional, you know, and I'm just going, going to the hardware store and I'm buying the stuff that I need and I'm getting it done. Um, and there's a great deal of satisfaction that comes with that too. I think, you know, I mean, when you, when you go and you fix something or you build something or you create something that becomes part of your house, the house that you live in, you know, I, I, I walk through my house and I look at, look around and I go, I did that. And I did that. And I did that. And I did that. And I did that. You know, and you, you own it. It's, it's really, it's really satisfying. Um, that said, you're absolutely right. Um, you got to know where your skills end. And that's where you you hire the professional. And boy, your story about the plumber, Paul, um, that's a guy I would never fire. 
right? Because that's a guy whose heart is in the right place. Hmm. Um, Christmas Eve, he sent all his guys home, guys and girls home. Why? Yep. Because to be with their family. But he's the owner. He he does it. You know, if if he's not going to ask someone else to do something that he wouldn't do himself, that's the right guy to have. Um, and and in a world where you know all these smaller companies are getting gobbled up by larger companies, um, and everything is boiling down to a customer service number and someone in a call center, um, it's great to have those people around who you can rely on uh, and who you enjoy paying <laughs> to put it bluntly you know a, a, a person like that i really enjoy giving my money to when i need to them to do something for me um so so yeah hang on to a guy like that yeah i forgot one other person that i i unfortunately have had to have more than one experience with i have a good auto body shop and a good auto body guy that i deal with as well cue the um, sound effects yeah, so it is funny, but but yeah, I have that team, and 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 I think the joke is that I have friends and family that will come to me and and ask me, who do you use? Like, who do who do you use? Right? And I think that leads into our final topic: is how do you find the right talent to help you? Right? Whether it's a plumber, a financial advisor, an accountant, and we've talked about this over and over in the past, Jody, but it's it's good to reiterate it. Um, you know, there's there's asking around, word of mouth, um, internet search, um, websites. Now there's all these groups, um, home advisors, all these different sources for getting recommendations for different things. And I think that for me, it comes down to everything we've talked about, doing your homework, asking friends and family, doing your research, doing background checks if you can. Uh, getting those references, they all kind of lead into the same thing um, of, of, of picking that winning team. And sometimes even after you do all that, it doesn't work. For instance, my landscapers, right? Uh, the lands, you know, my, the gardeners that cut the lawn, right? So I've, I'm on my third one uh, in, in, in 20 years and or 16 years. I'll say 15 years. Uh, I don't want to date myself, put myself too far out there. I don't want to say 20 years. 15 years of owning a house, roughly. Um I've had a, I'm on my third gardener to, to help cut the lawns. Because once again, this goes back to I don't like to cut my lawn. And um, it's one of those things that I'd rather pay somebody a good dollar and they do a good job. And it's reciprocal, right? You, you pay the money, you get it done, they do a good job, it's all good. Um, Jody, how do you find the right talent when it comes to these different services that we're talking about today? Well, I think it depends on your situation, right? If, if a pipe bursts and there's water all over your basement, as you described before, Paul, um, you, you may need to Google in a hurry. Um, just recognize that the person who comes up first in Google is has got the budget to buy the AdWords to come up first. Mm, <laughs> so good call out. They're going to they're, they're gonna cost you more. Now, like I said, if the water is all over your basement, well, you know, you probably get, you, you probably need to overpay, right? Because you need the person who's going to come fastest and just get it done. Um, that aside, you're absolutely right. I think asking around people you trust, people who have had experiences with those professionals is the best way to do that. Um, you know, the modern version of that is Facebook, uh, and Facebook in that, in this regard is just crowdsourcing. It's just, it's the equivalent of, of asking people, you know, to their face, you can throw something up, uh, on Facebook and say, Hey, anybody got a plumber, anybody got an auto body mechanic, anybody got a whatever. Um, and, and you can do that. Um, I, I think that uh, when you get a little deeper into hiring people, you know, and it's not just 
you know, coming over to cut the grass, which I agree with you. I don't want to spend four hours every Sunday afternoon cutting the grass. I'd rather have my, my guy come by on every Thursday morning, you know, for 40 bucks and just get it done in 20 minutes. Um, and then I have my Sunday afternoon back, uh, and I don't have to maintain all the, all the tools to, to cut my grass. Um, I think when you get a little bit deeper into stuff, whether it's home renovations or whether it's significant work on a car or whether it's something, you know, with a comma in the, in the invoice, um, mm. then I think you need to do a little bit more homework. You need to get multiple bids. If you, uh, you've talked about that in the Paul, in the past, Paul, um, getting multiple bids, doing your homework, understanding what goes into it. Um, you know, and sort of taking your time a little bit with the situation, but you know, when it's Christmas Eve, you may need to Google and overpay. Yeah, no, agreed. And, and I think the one last thing on that is, um, when I look at Facebook and I look at some of the recommendations, someone will say, Hey, can I, you know, who knows a good plumber, right? And inevitably, you know, there'll be four names and against those four names, three, three people might reply against a couple of those names saying, Oh, that guy was lousy or that person was lousy, whatever that was. Right. So you got to be really looking at and, and not just relying upon, um, the, the things that you see, talk to the person that's being recommended, get those references, get a feel, get the estimates, right. Um, and try to figure out, you know, in, in, in getting that winning team built because, you know, it usually starts with an incident and then over time it comes into a long-term relationship. I know that's what's happened with my plumber, my auto mechanic, my, my, my body shop guy, um, always the same thing. You start with one issue, you do your initial search, you get comfortable, you go meet them, they do a good job, the price is okay, something happens again, you gravitate going going back to that person, you're building that rapport, you're building that relationship. So I think that's key. And don't forget too, you know, the 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 relationship with any of those professionals doesn't begin and end just with what you do with them. Um, you have the ability to recommend business to them, to recommend your friends to them, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is helpful to them and helpful to your friends, right? You, you got someone you like, you send other people their way. Um, that keeps them in business. That keeps your friends happy. Uh, that, that cements you as, as a connector and someone who, um, is a reliable source of information and a reliable touchstone in your community to say, Hey, Oh, Oh, Paul knows this guy or, or Jody knows what to do when this happens. And, and that's part of what builds a larger community, taking it outside of the discussion about, you know, just straight out finances and, uh, and, and what happens with your money. Um, that's it. That's how you build neighborhoods. You know, that's how you, that's how you create a place where you want to live and where you want your kids to live is by, referring people to all these businesses and making sure these businesses stay in business. And we're in a really rough time right now, especially for small businesses. Um, so sort of playing your role in that larger ecosystem, I think is also really, really important. Very cool. Very cool. And you know, what? I think I'm going to let that stand as the summary recap today, Jody, unless you have anything else. Cause I think that was well said. And I think, I think I backed close. into the summary recap. There it is. I'm done. I think you did. So I think that's great. Uh, Well, Jody, I thoroughly enjoyed our discussion today, and I'm personally looking forward to the next one. Thanks, everyone, for downloading our podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at financialdads at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook. Just go to financialdads.com. So with that, this is Paul and Jody reminding you, managing finances can be stressful, but that's why the Financial Dads are here to help you plan for success. Have a good one, everybody. Be well, and thank you. (laughs) 